Welcome to the Vineyard Northridge Weekly Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by our senior pastor, Neil Haney. For more information about our church, visit our website at vineyardnorthridge.org or find us on social media at Vineyard Northridge. Well, let's just pray. Father, thank you so much for tonight. God, I thank you for this gathering, Lord. You, you are amazing. You brought this group of people together. And God, I pray for a powerful anointing about, upon me and what I'm about to share. Uh, Lord, uh, you know, it's the Christmas story, but Lord, we want to see it in a way we've never seen it before. It's the gospel. It's the gospel proclaimed from heaven right out of the gate. God the Father proclaiming. His son was being born to be a savior, Christ the Lord. And so, Father, I pray that tonight as I, as I share and as we, as we uh, end our worship with this candle lighting, Lord, and all that that symbolizes, that you will bless this. And uh, bless, bless us and help us receive the good news tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I have a bit of a, of a cough, and I'm, I'm, very, I'm hoping very much that it doesn't, happen during my sermon, but if it does, please excuse me. Uh, this has been kind of a rough, rough uh, winter so far for, for people with colds and flus and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, I love this time of year. I, I have loved Christmas all my life, and I'm almost 65 years old, and I still feel like a little kid when it comes to Christmas. I honestly do. And I was, um, I was in the fourth grade, and um, w- w- when I began to realize what Christmas was really about... You know, before that, it had been all about the, you know, the presents and the gifts and, and you know, the red, red man and the beard and coming and all that stuff, and that was awesome. But there came a point in a burst of revelation, I really believe it was from the Holy Spirit, that I saw in a flash what Christmas was all about. And what happened was uh, my dad had bought my mom an anniversary gift uh, in October of that year, and... Uh, and it was actually September. Anyway, it was one. Of, you guys that are sixty and older know what I'm talking about. The rest of you probably have no clue. But he bought her a stereo, and this was a piece of furniture. We're talking, you know, like like wood, you know, like oak. It was like this wide. We had a lamp on one end, and my dad smoked a pipe, so I had a had a uh, you know an ashtray on the other. And you open the middle of it, and it you know had speakers on either side, and some kind of like. It looked like doors they didn't open, but, you know. And then you open the lid, and you put the vinyl down, on the, you know, on the top of the, the record player, 33 and a third. It also had a, a little on and off switch for the radio that you would roll, you know, scroll up and down the dial. And my dad always, you know, every year he put it on a station, a local station there in Florence, or Sheffield, Alabama, that played Christmas music. And, of course, they, you know, they would have... Uh, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of the guy's name right now. The, the old crooner that would sing Chestnuts Roasting or an Open Fire, you know what I'm talking about? And then yeah, Elvis Presley singing, you know, I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas or, or, or I'll Be Home for Christmas. That's what it is. And, but in the middle of these, these uh, you know, Frank Sinatra, yeah, that's the guy I was trying to think of. Uh, in the middle of this, they would play hymns. They would actually play Christmas hymns back in those days. And um, I was walking through the living room just as Joy to the World came on. And I had probably heard that, that Christmas hymn dozens of times at church during Christmas. 
But the Holy Spirit grabbed my attention, and I heard the words as if for the first time, joy to the world, the Lord has come, let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. And all of a sudden, I realized what I had been missing. Even though I, I, I think I came to Christ when I was in the, like four years old. I, I, my mom explained that Jesus died for me, and I believed it, and that was the end of it. But at the beginning of it, actually, I should say. But in that moment, I knew it wasn't about Santa Claus, although, you know, that's fine. But I, I knew that Christmas had more meaning than gifts under the tree and, you know, lights and, and bells and all this stuff. It meant the coming of Jesus to earth as our Savior and that every person should make room for him in their hearts. And my little heart, fourth grade heart, was stirred by that. And Christmas changed for me forever. Suddenly I understood the meaning of Christmas. Fast forward a little bit. Again, you got to be old to really appreciate what I'm about to say, but I used to love the Charlie Brown Christmas special. This was the original one when it still had Jesus as the focus. And Charlie Brown, of course, he's, he's, uh, somehow he's gotten roped with the, uh, with the responsibility to be the director of the Christmas play, the school Christmas play, and it was, he backed into it somehow because no one likes him, and so he didn't get voted by popularity for this role. But he's, try, he's trying to get him to practice, and he can't even get him to practice. And, and at one point, you know, he's like, all right, lights, everybody, and he looks over, and Schroeder's playing the piano, and everybody's dancing, you know, they're doing all the, you know, the crazy dancing, and uh, even Snoopy, you know, is dancing. And... Um, And all of a sudden, you know, Charlie Brown just cries out, can somebody tell me what Christmas is all about? And, of course, Linus comes to the rescue. If you've seen it, you know this. In fact, we have some children here tonight. I hope you enjoy this. Let's go ahead and and show the video. Who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Amen. Isn't there any? Uh-oh. <laughs> Almost started over. That is Charlie Brown, what Christmas is all about. So I want to go back to that scripture that you just heard. That, that was in the King James Version, of course. And uh, I'll be sharing from the NIV. But I want to look at some scriptures here because this is really 
when the gospel began. This was, this was the beginning of the good news of great joy for all people. And, uh, and, and, you know, Dennis and I have been sharing about the gospel and about how it sets us free if we really, if we really embrace it undiluted, un, un, uh, uh, without toxins, without legalism, without all the, the trappings that religion puts on the gospel. If we just take it at face value that Jesus came and died for us and that we died with him and now we are righteous and holy in him. And that we don't have to, to do these you know, spiritual exercises to be holy and righteous. That he has done it for us. And so, and so I, I love what happens in this story. I want to point out just a couple of things that, that you should be very glad about. First of all, this happens in Bethlehem. It's where, it's where David, the King David was born and Jesus would be a descendant of King David. His dad and mom both came from the lineage of David. And so that's why they're in Bethlehem. But that's where, that's where the Messiah, according to Micah 5.2, was supposed to come from. Now, Messiah is the same as the Christ. And that's mentioned in this, and I'm going to talk about it in a moment. But the people of Israel were, were waiting for a deliverer, a man who was going to come and set them free from their oppressors, or their oppression, I should say. They had no idea what Messiah's role was really going to be. He wasn't coming to deliver them from Rome he was coming to deliver them from their sins. And not just them, but also us. This is, this, this, this is as much for us as it was for those shepherds. But here's the thing. Jerusalem was a stone's throw from, I mean, uh, Bethlehem was a stone's throw from Jerusalem, which was the religious center of Israel. That's where the temple was. That's where the high priest was. That's where they did all the sacrifices and offerings and and did all the rituals there in, in Jerusalem. And it was the holy city. And yet Christ is born six miles away in Bethlehem. And when, when God comes with his message, and the, the, word, the, the, the phrase angel of the Lord can mean either an angel, like Gabriel, a messenger, or it can actually mean the Lord himself, like with Moses. The angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in the bush, the burning bush, and began to speak to him. And it was God talking. Either way, the message is from the Father. The message is from God about his son. And so, so I love the fact that it says there were, in the, there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And I think we have the scripture here now. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord, so his glory is there. It's shown around them. He's there. And they were terrified. Anytime people had an encounter with, with God and his glory, even, though, even if it was just an angel, still the, it was terrifying. Because, you know, it, it supposedly, if you, if you saw the face of God, you would die. And so um, <laughs> they're terrified. They don't know what to think. But the angel said to them, so, so let, me, let me just, I keep forgetting to make this point. He did not go to Jerusalem and appear to the high priest and the Pharisees and the scribes and all those, you know, seminary professors in the, in the big church there. He didn't do that. He appeared to shepherds. Shepherds were the most common of the common of people. That's good news for you and me. Anybody here uh, actually royalty? Anybody 
descended from, like, like you should be on some throne in some country? How many seminarians do we have that graduated from seminary here? Maybe one or two, I don't know. Yeah, so, so uh, you guys really fit the bill. Because, uh, you know, he didn't come to, you know, the big seminary. He came to the shepherds in the field at night. He came to the common folks, the, the blue-collar folks, the people that just were everyday people. God came to announce this really, really good news, the gospel, to common people. And that's us, guys. They represented us. He said, do not be afraid. They were terrified. He said, no, 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 no. No, don't be afraid. This is good news of great joy that will be for all the people. All the people. Good news of great joy. i got to point out something here. I've said this probably a dozen times in 2022, but I'm going to say it again tonight. Some of you are here for the first time. You're hearing me speak for the first time. You need to know this, and if you've heard me say this, you need to be reminded of this. I need to be reminded of this. You and I were in the heart of God and the mind of God for all eternity. As long as God has existed, so have you in the mind and heart of God. Did you know that? You were never, God, the Father didn't wake up one day and look at the Son and say, hey, I got an idea. Let's make some people. An eternal God doesn't make time and space decisions. For all eternity, he knew that we were going to come into existence. He knew that you were going to be here. He just had to create a context to bring us into existence. So all of creation was made for you as a backdrop to bring you into existence because he wanted a family. He wanted children, and he made you. The other amazing fact that's, you know, right alongside that is that he knew from all eternity that he would go to Jesus, the son would have to go to the cross and pay for the sins that we would commit after he created us. And we were worth it anyway. There's a song. You guys, have you've not heard the song, you've got you to gotta go and listen to this at some point. It's by um, uh, the group from, oh gosh, Australia. I should never go off script. What's that? Hillsong. Hillsong, yes. And it's called So Will I, A Hundred Billion Times. And in that song, at the end of the song, I love the climax of the song. It says, it says, uh, and when he spoke, a hundred billion failures disappeared. Whew. You know what? I, I did the math on that. I think it was a hundred trillion because there's seven hundred, seven and a half billion people on earth, and that only gives us a, a few thousand sins to be forgiven of. I think it was more like a hundred trillion failures disappeared when he died, when he drew his last breath. <laughs> so, my point is this. The father is, knowing what his son would have to go through, comes to these shepherds and says, Behold, I bring you good news of great joy. And he's excited about this. Even though 33 years later, that boy that's laying in a manger is going to have to hang on a cross and suffer untold can you imagine paying for a hundred trillion people's sins, taking all that on yourself and all the guilt and all the shame for that? But that's what he was going to do. But yet the father comes to these shepherds and says, guess what, guys? I got some great news for you. Don't be afraid. I'm on your side. 
great news, good news. It's, it's, it just be filled with joy about this. For today in the city of David, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. To you. Don't worry about the high priest. He doesn't get in on this because he rejects me. The Savior will be born to you, has been born to you. He is the Messiah and Yahweh. See, that, that was something they weren't expecting. The Messiah was a man, but he was the God-man. He was, he was both God and man. Now, he emptied himself of his glory. We've talked about that a lot. But this, this Christ, this Messiah, was also Yahweh that's, that, that met Moses in the wilderness. And when Moses said, what's your name? He says, tell him Yahweh has sent you. I am has sent you. That's what that means. Then suddenly this great company of, of heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. So they're praising God for what he's done in sending the Savior. The angels long to look into our salvation, it says in 1 Peter 1. The angels are, are all about this. They're, they're riveted on what God is doing. Glory to God in the highest. The Father's excited. He sent his son to save us. He hates sin, but he loves us. You know, he hates sin, but he loves sinners. Sinners were always drawn to Jesus because he came for them. I came to seek and to save that which is lost. And so the good news, the, great, uh, the good news of great joy for the Father's heart and for these shepherds and anyone who would listen is that the Savior's here. The Savior's here. And you know what's, what's so interesting about this, that every commentary I looked at said that this host of angels was a military, like, like militia, or a or legion of military warring angels that surrounded them. No wonder they were terrified, <laughs> you know? They're surrounded by this military of angels. But the angels are praising God for what he's doing. And they, and they also say this, so glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men, is what the uh, King James says. God has goodwill towards us. But the NIV says it this way, NIV, on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. The law is passing away. The old covenant with all its restrictions and all its laws and all its sacrifices and all its religion is passing away. And grace has come, and the Father's goodwill is towards people, towards us. He loves us. He just wants to bring us back into his fold, into his family. And that's what's happening here. This is the good news of great joy, that God has come in peace to redeem us. When the angels had left them and gone back to heaven... The shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, Yahweh, has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was in the, lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, when they had seen him with their own eyes, they see this baby, and he's the Messiah, and he's the Lord, and he's the Savior, and he's there. And it's just like he was told, they were told by this this, this, uh, this person that this this great being that has proclaimed the gospel of great joy they see it and they say it's just exactly like he said and so they it says when they see him they they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child they spread the word 
You know, I'm not, I don't want to lay a guilt, tri- guilt trip on anyone tonight. But I'm telling you, preaching through the gospel, doing this religious detox series that we're, we've been in, and if you haven't heard the sermons, uh, not because it's, it's me or Dennis preaching them, but there's something about these sermons that have been so freeing for people, and even me, like, like as I've listened to Dennis preach and as I've prepared and preached these messages, the gospel is setting my heart free again, and I am being filled with joy like I haven't experienced in decades. It's just filling me with joy. <laughs> and, and so what I'm hoping is going to happen is that you and I will get filled with so much joy that we'll be just like these shepherds. We can't shut up about what we're about the gospel. We can't shut up about what Jesus has done for us. And we'll start telling people. I'm not, I'm not, guys, I am not guilt tripping you. I had a friend in seminary. (laughs) He reminded me of Billy Joel. He, he was really a rebel. And he told me one time, he said, Neil, I ain't doing that guilt trip witnessing anymore. You can't make me tell somebody about Jesus out of a, out of guilt. I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, I ain't going to guilt trip you, dude. You know, I'm not, I'm not on your back. You know, don't get mad at me. But I, I think he was right. I don't think we should do this out of guilt. I don't think we should share Christ with people because, oh, you know, God's going to be mad at me if I don't tell him about Jesus. I think that we should be filled with so much joy and so much peace and so much excitement about what God has done for us in Christ that we can't shut up about it. And we're going to tell, we're going to tell anybody we can find. My mom is like that, by the way. She's, cra- she's a crazy lady. She's the crazy lady in the doctor's office that's going to talk to you. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to make eye contact. You know, you're like, and she'll start a conversation because she wants to tell you about Jesus. That's my mom. She's crazy, but she's amazing. I got a little bit of that craziness from her, too. I just want the evangelism part, you know. It says, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. I love that. Which were just as they had been told. Just as they had been told. Man, they found the Savior. They found the Messiah. They found the Lord. And he's this little baby. And he's going to grow up to be their Savior. And they're just filled with joy. And they understand what this angelic messenger was saying. This is good news of great joy, and it's for all the people. Not just the uppity-ups in Jerusalem. This is for all the people, and it's for you and me. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information about our church, visit vineyardnorthridge.org or find us on social media at Vineyard Northridge.